We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. (laughs) Girls, I just got my weekly shipment of Imperfect Produce, and let me tell you. Spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. (laughs) That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Welcome to Yas Jesus. We aren't spiritual leaders. We aren't theologians. Or prophets. Or even really that sure of what we're doing. We're just two lost sinners who love the Lord and want to open up His grace to other people who are on this journey alongside us. This isn't a tutorial on how to be Christian, but rather an exploration on what that actually means. In a safe space. Thank you, and God bless. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. And I don't know if I is or I ain't. Do you know what? Do you know what time it is? You're here for Yash Jesus' monthly baked Bible story. Hi. This is where I go through a Bible story completely stoned and, well, I should say, completely with my mind open <laughs> with the herbal essence that the Lord left for me. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's latest. And I'm going to find out all about an amazing story today, a story that is attributed to many love relationships mm-hmm. um, out there from heterosexual to homosexual, but is a perfect and beautiful example of a loving relationship between two women in the Bible, Ruth mm-hmm. and Naomi. Oh. This one's for you, lesbians. This is for you, my lesbians. And you bisexuals sisters. and polys, this is for yes. you. This is a nice story. This is just a story between two women that love each Adored other. Adored each other. We're going to get back to that, but first, I didn't even introduce ourselves. How rude. How rude. How are you? I'm Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with... Azariah Southworth. And um, this is Yash Jesus, if you're just tuning in, and we are about to have a praise report. My praise report this week, okay, mm-hmm. is I am so happy about the situation that happened. So, Coco Peru posted this thing that Jared Price had put on, I believe, Facebook, and she reposted it on her Instagram, and it said, if you're a Christian and can't hear hashtag Black Lives Matter without the feeling to respond with a criticism that all lives matter, then crack open your Bible and hit up Luke 15. Don't have it handy? Let me summarize. Uh, you know this is a gay. Like, here we go. Let me summarize for you, Karens. Um, <laughs> Get comfy. <laughs> there are a hundred sheep, but one goes missing. Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one. The 99 go, but what about us? Don't we matter? Of course the 99 still matter, but they're not the ones in danger. The one is. I'll say it again. Black lives matter. Boom, mic drop. Mm -hmm. What a great post, which is highlighted with all different colors of the rainbow, highlighting different really important parts of that speech. And this was posted by Miss Coco Peru, who wrote, love this, just love this on her uh, Instagram. Now, what I thought was incredible is somebody commented, I haven't read the Bible, but this is an admirable excerpt from it. And that got a whole bunch of likes. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, a lot of times, and I'm assuming that if you're following Miss Coco Peru, you're gay or an ally. Um, but a lot of times people who haven't read the Bible are quick to judge it and quick to just poo-poo it and not talk about when it has something that has a little bit of merit. And this was something that I thought, what a mature an open-minded answer to that. And somebody else responded, "Um, indeed, I'm not an expert either. From what I read, the Bible is very decent considering how ancient it supposedly is. Sure, many things haven't aged well in today's society, but that's to be expected. And the problem is that since it's so ancient, it needs interpretation. It's really easy for people to either misunderstand it and see its hate and bigotry, or worse, be willing to twist it, its meaning, cough, cough, like the church so often does, cough, cough. I'm no believer, but I assume that's not really something a god would like his followers to do ha 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 and that's where danny chimes in that's where i got a little like oh i'll get in this conversation here you know i love coco i love i love christ let's talk i love coco too and i and i've said this before on the show and i've said this if you've met me in person but there's all kinds of things in the bible and you have to read it four ways what it's meant for people of that time as a historical lesson Mm -hmm. what it means for the people today as a guidebook which this excerpt is a great example of what it means for people of the future as a warning but which is why god wants us to tell his word like we are in this post ironically Mm -hmm. and ultimately the most incredible way is when you use the bible as a reflective text the bible gets a bad rep from people who read it and point when they should read it and point within and then at the bottom and you know, I just had to. I said, um, and I have a gay as fuck podcast about this <laughs> called Yash Jesus Pod. Like, check us out. And so a lot of people who had read this post got into my DMs and said, that's awesome. And thank you for telling us about the podcast. And so we gained some listeners out of that. And that is a great example great. of letting your little light shine just yeah. in a little moment. And, you know, some people will come and, and listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And I I think that a great indicator is when you see a post that is talking about religion and you just type amen, mm-hmm. the other little lights start to shine in the room and they notice that, you know, mm-hmm. so I encourage you as an actionable point this week just to go out there. And when you see a little post that mentions God in a good way, especially if it's coming from a queer source, just give it a little amen. Just, you know, can I get an amen, as mm-hmm. Mama Rue would say, yeah. and just like shine your little light in that room because there's a lot of souls that are in that room that just need a little bit of light sometimes to get them to come over and realize that God still loves them. Mm-hmm. So we want to reach out and let you guys know all the time and remind you every week as we love to be reminded about God's love and how much God loves you, even in your darkest times. You know, everyone in the Black Lives Matter movement, the Lord loves you. God loves you. This Amen. is they ha- They're supporting you yeah. regardless of what somebody who is reading and pointing from the Bible is saying instead of reading and pointing within themselves. But that was just a nice little moment that I was yeah, just grateful for that I had that this is. week with the Lord. And I just wanted to share that. And um, let's get to our praise. I can never say it right. Praise request, prayer report, prayer report, praise request. It's like unique New York, New York. It's like, you know, I'm like doing back in active school. All right. So what's our praise report? All right. Our praise. Just blow the shofar. <laughs> our prayer request today. First up is Matthew Paul Turner. Matthew Paul Turner came out this past week. He was the editor of what was known as CCM Magazine, which mm. stands for Contemporary Christian Music Magazine. I was a little CCM music nerd oh, and had say. my subscription to that magazine. I knew who Matthew Paul <laughs> Turner was. Your so, like, identity is Christian music nerd. Honey. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Matthew Paul Turner came out, former editor of CCM Magazine. Congratulations, Matthew. Welcome, Welcome to the family. To the family. Welcome to the family. You know, it wasn't an easy decision. I'm sure he went through his process and, yeah. and whatnot. So we're praying for you. We sent you. him a little tweet. We just want to let yeah. him know out there and anyone else that maybe might even be struggling with coming out that there 
is a whole bunch of people over here on the other side of the rainbow that are waiting to embrace and hug you and love you yeah. and welcome to you into the family. And that includes the family of God. Amen. So welcome, Matthew. Yeah, we're, welcome. We're That's awesome. You. And also we have a listener, Emily, who has a callback for the voice. Oh, yes, yes, Just yes. Just like want to pray that God, you know, gives her a little strength. Come on, and Emily. her best. <laughs> I have a little prayer that I say before every performance that I'll share with you, Emily. But ever since I had started working in in the Bisbee called show, um, <laughs> I always like to pray uh, before I go out there and I just say, dear Lord, please cover me with the blood of Christ. Let the gifts that you've given me shine through me. Mm -hmm. Let all of these people be in awe of my talent and have nothing else to say, but man, he's been touched by God Mm -hmm. and amen. And that gives me like the strength to get out there and to go give the gifts because I truly believe that when you have a gift like singing, Emily, you using that gift is you taking the light from God and reflecting it so other people are allowed to bask in it. Mm -hmm. So go out there and reflect that light and just use your gift and if the voice isn't for you, that's just not your destination. Yeah. I mean, that's not your journey. God's got other plans for you. I got fired from my first national tour only to get my first lead role in a movie in the next month. <laughs> and I wouldn't have gotten it had I been on this tour mm. still. So you never know what your journey is. Just keep the faith this out of a mustard seed. And I'll see you on Broadway, baby. Go, Emily, go. Go, Am, go. Go, Am, go. You got it. You go, Emily Coco. Okay. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh-oh. We're going to have... um a little break right now for mm-hmm. our sponsor but when we come back we're gonna have the the are you ready for it the scripture is it of the yet? okay wait, wait, wait. don't start the song yet we're gonna start it as okay, soon as okay, we get okay. back we'll be right back after this Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow <laughs> us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas company started by a mother who is just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas. Yeah. Making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. <laughs> their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because you're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved by the founders, Doggies, Nacho, and Cerveza. <laughs> this is not your normal pet product. <laughs> they carry products from pain relief to skin care. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurting from the gym, As You might give me a little rub oh, with yeah, that you comfort get over cream. Here. Get over oh, here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant called knob polish or well other stuff you want to try that one out uh duh all right let's go do that and while we do that you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring you won't regret it and we're back welcome back to yash jesus and now are you ready yash jesus listeners because it's time for everyone's favorite part of the program. Oh, what is it? It's the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's soul food. Yeah. So right. self-indulgent, but go ahead. <laughs> scripture of the day comes from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 16. And I, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people 
shall be my people and your God, my God. Wow. That's an ultimate covenant of love between Ruth to Naomi, telling her, I'm not staying here. Like, I'm going with you wherever you go, mm-hmm. and I will convert. Like, your, your God will be my God. I, everything about you, I'm bonding with you. Listen, Naomi, I know that you think you're going to try <laughs> to get me to go back to my home country to get married again, but girl, there's something about I'm with you. It. I'm with it. I am with this to the end. Yeah. And this covenant has been used in countless weddings. Uh, it was probably used at your parents' wedding. Um, this is uh, especially used in weddings where someone converts, especially to Judaism. Mm-hmm. This is just something that people love to bring up because it is a beautiful, shining example of love in the Bible. A beautiful covenant of love, a beautiful bonding of love. And it just so happens to be between two women. And hmm. at that point, I shall light hmm. the joint. <laughs> And now we're going to begin our baked Bible studies with Danny. Yes. Okay, so we need to talk about Ruth and Naomi today. All right. Because we, yeah. here's the thing. These are my favorite segments that we do because I need to take the edge off because <laughs> of so much queer erasure. Now, I want to start and preface saying that we are not claiming that Ruth and Naomi were in a lesbian relationship in this instance because... The rules of that time were so different. Mm -hmm. Their cultural rules, the way things worked out were so different. They were daughter-in-law and mother-in-law, which to me doesn't really... Sounds like an episode of Mari to me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that doesn't really mean much (laughs) in this day and age. I need a little more... I got more shock looking at TikTok. (laughs) But if we're looking at an example of two women who are in love in a lesbian relationship in society, that Ruth and Naomi is are both shining examples of someone to look up to and someone to look at as a bond for years we have had to change pronouns in pop songs and love songs to make them make sense for our love we've had to watch disney movies and wonder and and wonder what it would look like for Aladdin queer to love. love a man. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what queer love would be like and try to figure it out mm-hmm. and try to put it through that lens. So we always had to adjust straight stories. And I think that even though this story doesn't have – there is sexuality in this story a lot, but I don't necessarily – see it as much as they see intimacy and love mm-hmm. yeah that's it and care yeah between two women in this story and those things are the very fabric and structure of a lesbian relationship those things are the very fabric and structure of the love between two people regardless of gender and i think that this is a great example that we can use our queer lens to draw from the word something that can bond us even closer so our freaking deacon ross murray as always, has set us up with a lesson plan, sermon plan, uh, thing to follow to take us through all of this. Because we're learning. We're learning. The, I mean, these are stories we have not revisited I'll since be we honest, were kids, right? Yeah. I'll be honest. I, did, I was not very familiar with the story of Ruth and Naomi at first. It wasn't until I started studying David and Jonathan that mm-hmm. Ruth and Naomi even came to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I had heard about them and I had, I had heard this covenant before at weddings, mm-hmm. at many a wedding, actually. I've probably in my time have probably been to about 20 weddings or more. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of weddings, you know, mm-hmm. um, but the time people have huge families, <laughs> uh, but I have been to like a bunch of weddings and I have heard this a bunch of times. It has moved me in the past. I had no idea it was between two women. I think the most shocking thing that I had learned in the past year about the Bible is that the covenants that they use at all the weddings are from two men and two women. Mm-hmm. 
I, I to me that's like queer erasure at its finest. So the fact that we don't even discuss this is infuriating to me. So uh, what's the story of Ruth and Naomi? What had happened? Like what? What's going on? So Ruth married into Naomi's family. She married one of the two sons. This is a story of not just intimacy, but also another example of how the Hebrews, part of their custom and tradition, was to care for the foreigners. So Ruth was a foreigner. And so she was raised in a pagan environment. Yeah. So there's that there's that essence that's in this story, too. Right. Um, but uh, Ruth married Naomi's son. They lived in Moab together. And OK, so there was the family structure was this. This was the family tree. There was Naomi and her husband right. and their two sons. And then Ruth married one of the sons and uh, Orpah uh, married the other side. Now, Oprah is Oprah. <laughs> yes. With the R and the P reverse. where Oprah's names come from. Is it? Yeah. So, so that's, that's the, that's what the, the, the gossip on the street that Oprah's mom named her after Orpah, but it was misspelled on the birth certificate as Oprah. Mm. And that's how she got the name Oprah. I actually knew, know someone named Oprah whose mom saw Oprah on the news when Oprah was just starting out yeah, and thought, Nashville. what a pretty name yeah. before Oprah had become like hugely famous. Uh-huh. And now the girl's like older and her name's Oprah. Cause yeah. I was like, where'd you get that name from? You yeah. know? Yeah. And had seen Oprah and she was like, now it's like one of the most famous names ever. So this is derivative from potentially where Oprah's name came from. Yes. Yeah. The old Testament Orpah married one of Naomi's other sons, but all three of the men in the house died. Right. And so Ruth was like, listen, girls, you're going to have to figure out what your plans are because I don't have any other sons. Right. I don't have any other next of kin. And so the marriage laws or the structure in their society at this time was that, you know, if you marry into a family, you're in the family mm-hmm. and you're going to be taken care of. And Ruth was a landowner. I know because Ruth's name is included in the lineage of Jesus. Naomi. Oh, sorry. But yes, Ruth I'm, marries into the family. No. No, because Ruth marries into the family later on that gives her that lineage. That's my understanding of it. Oh, okay. Now, if I you see. know otherwise, and if we're wrong right here, because we're just students. Yeah, we're, we're studying. Stone, let us stony know. Studying. So we're stony <laughs> studying right now. Okay. So Naomi tells them, you know, I don't have any other sons. I don't have any other next of kin oh, that you right, can right. marry. You know, and this was how their society was structured when it came to marriage. So they're like, you need to go back to your homelands, to your family to be taken care of. Okay. Right. And And thought it was a better place for them to be because they had different, they were like, go to your land with your gods. Right. And let your gods take care of you. And I'm going to go with my God. Yeah. And, you know, that's that. Orpah's like, peace. You don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Later, Gator. Yeah. (laughs) Well, whereas Ruth you know, had this bond with Naomi. She had this strong connection. And that's where we They're get the verse. They're often shown in art, in embrace. Yeah. They're often shown holding each other. Yeah, they were clung to each other. Right. You know? And this clung that this we're clung, talking about. That's a fun word. Yeah, this clung only appears one other place in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it appears in, this part I know, mm-hmm. um, it appears in Genesis in discussing the way Adam clung to Eve is the same way that Ruth was clinging to Hmm. Naomi. Okay. So it was just, again, these words, you know, like the, uh, the princess dress, 
Ketanet Passim. Ketanet Passim, right? So it only appeared one other place in the Bible in reference to, as we talked about in, the jo- in Joseph's beautiful coat of many colors. It appears in Judges, the book it of Judges. A- right. It appears mm-hmm. as a princess dress. We talked mm-hmm. about that in a previous mm-hmm. episode. So there are certain words that we're looking at here. Though Again, the word that was used for homosexual was a word that meant pedophile. And that was mm-hmm. like something that had being translated down through all the text from Hebrew to Greek to whatever. This is another example of a word that is only used one other place in the word. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is super important to realize. The word clung is what you're right. talking about right now. The version of this, word, the, the translation the of way that Ruth the way that Ruth to Naomi clung to Naomi was the same way Adam clung to Eve. Okay. So it suggests that there is a level of intimacy there that is bonded beyond friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And so Ruth decides to stay with Naomi. And she's like, I'm in this for the long haul. Where you go, I'll go. Your God is my God. Your underwear is my underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Your problem is my problem. Your taxes. (laughs) Well, that's. (laughs) Uh, So back to our scripture of the day. Let's read that again. Yeah. So the scripture, going back to the scripture of the day, this is what Ruth said to Naomi in Ruth chapter one, verse 16. Let's break it down. Do not press me to leave you. Okay. Now, this was where she was saying. You can't stay. You guys have to go. You don't understand. The daughter-in-law can't take care yeah, of you. There's no room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be an old widow and die alone. Right. She, they, she couldn't remarry. She it was it was laughable that she could possibly remarry mm-hmm. because she was too old. So she's like, "There's nothing I could do. Like this is it. Like I'll go find. I'll be taken care of." Even Naomi even said, "God has turned himself against me." Right. You know, like don't stay with me. Go take care of it's yourselves. Comical. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So now. She said, don't press me. Yeah. Don't do that to me because that's so just, painful. Yeah. That's so painful that you're pushing me away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because why? Yeah. Um, she goes on to say, don't press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall be my people and your God, my God. My God. I mean, that is everything. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you do when you merge two people together into love. I could see why they use this at weddings because that's what happens. Where you go, I go. Your mm-hmm. people become my people. I mean, is that not the definition of a wedding? It's for the people to meet the people and everyone mm-hmm. become the people. Yeah. And so Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead, meaning their husbands, and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security each of you in the house of your husband. Then, so their new husband is what oh, she's saying. Right. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. They said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back my daughters, go your way for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear your sons, would you then wait for when they are grown? Right. Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. She wants to be connected to them through family. 
she's saying like even if i could bear mm-hmm. into the sun are you gonna wait for that son to be old enough to make mm-hmm. him your husband because mm-hmm. we can't this can't happen anymore mm-hmm. like all the sons that i have went to you yeah and the lord takes them mm-hmm. and now he's made it so i can't have any more mm-hmm. so i'm already forgotten by god don't come with me. Go start your own life because you're still young enough to have a life. You're still young enough to support yourself. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's going to Israel. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking too kindly to strangers these days. <laughs> I mean, that's what we talked about in Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, well, Israel was was fine. Right. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that's complicated. <laughs> but <laughs> the the custom within their culture at that time was to welcome the foreigner. Okay. So, so, but so they would be welcome there. But then, why wouldn't she want them to go? Well, Israel was not Ruth's home, nor was it Orpah's. Okay, so, so where is she headed? No, she's going back to her home country, and that's not going to be safe for people uh, who aren't of the same religion, right? Yeah her her home was not hospitable, right? Like that was it was mostly the Hebrews that were hospitable to foreigners. But it seems to me that were, by her converting and her falling in love, it is the map of the way her life should go. It is like the path that God is making this for her. Mm, And I think she sees that. And so um, they wept aloud again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, Naomi, but Ruth clung to her. So Naomi said, that's the clung. mm -hmm. And this clung is the same clung as the way Adam clung to Eve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Naomi said, see your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. And then, of course, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll say your God is my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. (sighs) Wow. She's like, you are my She's like, may the Lord punish me if even in death we're separated. Yeah. She loved her. She loved her. She loved, loved, loved her. She wouldn't even go back to her own biological family. It, it, it rises above a level of friendship. It's a level of soul connecting. Mm. It's the way when Jonathan saw David, their souls were knit. Mm-hmm. This is an example of two people who were connected by the soul. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, regardless of gender, which is, which is why for years it's been used in heterosexual relationships to show love between one another mm-hmm. regardless of the fact but what about because of it that's what i want to trip on right now okay because it's like this is such an example of us two souls being knit it doesn't matter that it's a mother and mother-in-law this is this mm-hmm. is like a perfect example of what a marriage is mm-hmm. but what about because of it being two women what about celebrating it for its love of two women loving each other Mm-hmm. What's so wrong with that? If anything, it just shows love is love. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing and perfect example of love for queer people to be able to wax off of, to be able to look at, to be able to recognize themselves in. This th- this could be an example of love for anyone because mm-hmm. it's so bonded and so loving mm-hmm. that, of course, please, yes, heterosexual people, use this. Because you're right. It is a beautiful example of love. However, when you are reading this Bible, like the way I mentioned in my praise report, if you are reading this Bible as a reflective text and you, in fact, yourself are a female identifying person who's loving a female identifying person, this is an example for you. This is a place where you can look and see this kind of love honored and celebrated. 
The Bible's got a story for you, too. There's a place here. And I think that that is spectacular. It frees me up because I love when I see anybody in the LGBTQIA plus rainbow mm-hmm. just having a moment of celebrating love. When I see a proposal on YouTube or I see a new cartoon, like when Disney added that like a lesbian couple or like when we get someone who are like, oh, this character on this uh, is, is considered non-binary or we're finding out all of these different things. It, it fills me up. It, mm-hmm. it lights up my light. Mm-hmm. And to, and this story for me is a whole new story that I could celebrate in that same glow. Mm-hmm. In the same glow and the fact that these two women, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of everything, were bonded as if a couple, were bonded as if a team, were soul bonded mm-hmm. in a way that your people will be my people. Your God is my God. I will go everywhere that you go. Mm-hmm. and. May God punish me if even in our afterlife we're separated because every single moment I'm going to spend with you, every single breath you take is going to be half my air. Mm. And oh, man, does that make me believe in love again? (laughs) So Naomi's like, okay, girl, stop being dramatic. Uh, Fine. You can stay with me. See, that's my language, though. I like that drama language. That's why I identify with it. I'm living for these queer love stories of the Bible. Why did I hear this? Honestly, it's our time. Honestly, there need to be movies about this and cartoons about this. They already got a gay penguin children's book, and I don't have no gay rom- romance between Ruth and Naomi. <laughs> I just, I just want Ruth and Naomi to be like bike riders, just like bike girls, <laughs> just like dykes on bikes. Yes, like that are gonna I, like lead us in the parade. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Look, they may not be dykes on bikes, but I would love to see the dykes on bikes that are in our pride parade that open up all of our pride parades across the nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to see them do a stage production of Ruth and Naomi, a true mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. like a like a musical. I'm so there. <laughs> I'm so there with Leah Delaria. I'm there too. I'm there too. I'm like in it. So Naomi, Leah Delaria and Holland Taylor. I'm like, sign them up. Sign me up. Like, Oh my God, my gay heart. I want that show. Please. All of you composers out there, write that musical. Please write that musical. Oh my God. I'm waiting. So Naomi's like, all right, girl, fine. You want to stay? Stay Uh fine. Stay. Enjoy the show. So they end up staying together. But Naomi is like, I got you. I got you. I'm going to find you a man, okay? Uh-huh. I'm going to find you a husband. Oh, she doesn't have a man. So. Oh, this is a little gross. Right? I don't think. Are I, they related? I, my understanding of the story as it is uh, today, mm-hmm. I don't see it as gross. Okay. Um, but, I mean, Naomi does kind of pimp her out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I don't mind being pimped out. So, like, I'm not mad. When I want a man and a friend is helping me out that I trust and love, okay, sure, I'm okay, listening. Fair, I'm all ears. Right? I like the perspective. That's why we're talking this out. You turned me. All right. I okay. So, Naomi's like, you know, actually, you know, I do have this distant relative. His name is Boaz. He's, he's wealthy. Oh, so we would be family connected so he's still next of ken okay, okay, we're still I, abiding by this? something this okay. is why it's nice to uh, like clear up the confusion i thought ruth was related to him not naomi now i understand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. naomi's so, related right now i get yeah. it do you see what i thought naomi's it was gross i thought it was like some kind of like you know weird something okay. going on like okay family with family gotcha gotcha, gotcha 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 there's all that kind of weird shit in like royal families mm-hmm. and in biblical things you know 
but it's not. Okay, so she's like saying, I have another relative you can marry. I mean, I have a son, yes. but I got an uncle. I got this distant relative. And he's a little old. <laughs> right, yeah. I think but he's rich. I, so the difference in their age, he was like 80, she was like 40. Yeah, I read that. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's why it's a little like, eh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes, yeah. the sacrifice a woman would do for her family. Uh-huh. Yeah. Naomi hooks it up, right? So they introduce her to Boaz which I heard about Boaz growing up. Like there was this one lady in my church who always said, I'm just waiting for my Boaz. I'm just standing out here in the field waiting for my Boaz. No. Yes. It's a thing. It's like a thing. So so I'm just waiting on my Boaz, you know, like. (laughs) Who's your biblical crush? (laughs) Like tell us on Instagram who your biblical crush is. Uh, Yes. Jesus pod. So what Ruth does, she starts hanging out in the fields, in Boaz's fields, right? Because uh-huh. he, he's he got his own property. Yo, he's got these his stories own are so juicy. I'm sorry. Like, these Bible stories. <laughs> like, people are like, you have a Bible podcast? Like, they don't get it. Like, this is better than the housewives. Like, what's happening right now? It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. All right, go, go. So Naomi's like, all right, Ruth, just like, go hang out in Boaz's fields you know, like were poor. Mm. They were extremely poor. They were hungry. Right. So there was this thing called gleaning that uh-huh. they would do, and gleaning was allowed. I know about um, gleaning. Okay. Yeah, gleaning is like okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want to explain it? No, you do it because I really don't know. Oh, because <laughs> I know, like, if it was multiple choice, <laughs> I would get it right. <laughs> I was like, I know what gleaning is, but I really didn't. I kind of know, and I don't even want to guess. <laughs> But if it was multiple choice, I really think I would get it right. I'm shutting okay. up now. Thank you. So Bye. gleaning is where uh, it was allowed um, that after the harvesters would harvest the field, uh-huh. if you were poor and hungry, you pick up whatever you, was, you, what it was. See, I knew what gleaning was the whole time. I knew what it was the whole time. Okay. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> Don't tell me to calm down. Don't tell me. I knew what gleaning was. <laughs> right. So gleaning is cleaning, but at the same time, you're getting it. Yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're mopping. You're, you're, it's it's cleaning that's getting. You're gleaning. picking up the scraps. <laughs> yeah. You're cleaning. Like you're getting it while you're cleaning. You're gleaning. <laughs> that's what it is. So Girl. Naomi has Ruth go out in the field and do this. And Boaz notices Ruth. Right. And sees and what she's doing. I mean, I do remember actually in doing some of my research on Ruth and Naomi because I do research. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did see a painting. It Actually, it was a, it was a photo series of, in a Renaissance painting style mm-hmm. of Ruth and Naomi picking up onions. Yeah. So... Boaz notices Ruth and instructs his workers in the field to leave extra stuff behind. Yeah, like let him have a little. That's very Italian. Boaz is such a sweetheart. He's like, hey, you see the girls over there? Throw a couple extra taters over there. Take care of them. Yeah, give them a couple <laughs> extra onions. Throw them on the ground. Throw a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the dirty ones either. Don't give them the round ones. Throw some of the good ones off the top. We got a lot. Come on, Tommy. Take care of them. <laughs> In chapter three of Ruth, Naomi instructs Ruth to get fancied up. Ooh, she may get gussied up. Mm-hmm. Put on your princess dress. Uh, it doesn't say it here. It doesn't say it there, but no. I'm just saying it. But I love I'm saying, saying it. Yeah. I love saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Like, yeah, scene, so right? get fancied up, Ruth. So Ruth waits until Boaz, is, she gets all fancied up, waits till Boaz is fed, drunk, and asleep. I mean, if, you, if you're out there and you want to date me. Um, <laughs> Wait till he's fed, <laughs> drunk, and asleep. <laughs> uh, you pretty much have me. Like, um, that's all I need. If you just add, like, video games and blowjobs, I'm, like, completely satisfied. <laughs> and marijuana. Like, that's all I need. 
<laughs> so Ruth chapter three, verse seven through eight reads, when Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits and put on his Nintendo, he went over <laughs> to <laughs> the movie happy. You make fun of it. That makes me happy. Go. He went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and laid down. Okay. We're going to talk about this actually in a future episode. We're going to do an episode about comedy in the Bible and about uh, does God have a sense of humor? I'll look forward to that in a future episode that's coming very Mm -hmm. soon. This is something I want to talk about. And this is where feet has come up Mm -hmm. in the Bible because feet is used as a euphemism Mm -hmm. for penis. Eggplant. Pamajan. <laughs> it's 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 a dick joke. It is very common. It's it's so here's how I would say it to me. This is where it makes sense to me. As a comedian, I'm like, how is feet a dick joke? How do I do that already? I would call it a foot and then make it be like a measurement and I be mean, like, for, Yeah, his for, foot long. Yeah. For, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like I'd be like, Yeah, it's how yeah, quick yeah, how yeah, quick yeah, did yeah, I just yeah, connect yeah, that? Yeah, 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 and who knows yeah, yeah, through yeah, like yeah. Greek, through Hebrew, whatever the Hebrew, right? This is the Hebrew yeah, portion yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Bible. Like who knows through the translations of the years and everything else, uh-huh. plus censorship, uh-huh. where they're like, That's a dick joke. Uh-huh. Let's just change it to feet. Yeah. Do, do you see? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like I'm really trying to figure it out here. Okay. So for all of our listeners that are in seminary. What, how are you guys talking about in yeah. We know that you are but having these conversations. Is, there's a lot of erasure, and except for like extremists, like I do believe that the common consensus is that in this indication, much like in Sodom and Gomorrah, when they say we want to know them, they're mm-hmm. talking about they want to have we sex wanna, with them, mm, right? Them. Yeah. Here, it's it's a, it's pretty common knowledge that when they reference feet in this minute, that they're talking about a sexual encounter. So that's that's definitely how it can be read. So, is that how it's read, or is that like the the majority? This, this is what's debated. Who knows, right? You know, I honestly, it I'm the on kind where you're of getting person- your information. Really, that's this is what bothers me. This is why you have to study the Bible for yourself. Yeah, and you have to get your own information. And I can only I know what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> I subconsciously mentioned blowjobs a few minutes ago, and I'm thinking already that this is what might be going on. Yeah, I mean, if if Ruth needed... Okay, I'm not going to go there, but... Go there! No, go go there. Go there. What are you going to say? Ruth was looking to get married. She was looking to get hitched. She was playing in his fields, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, he's drunk and laying down on the grain pile. So this could potentially be viewed as sex This is a moment. She's already fancied up. She's making... She's she's doing this for her family. She's doing it for the family. And and if because we have to look at all perspectives. If mm-hmm. Ruth and Naomi are a lesbian couple, she's doing it for, for the relationship. Naomi, this could have this been. Could this keep could, them could together. have been. And listen to this me. Could this keep them protected could and fed. Have been sex work. Yeah. Could have right. been. Right. 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 Could mm-hmm. have been. I speculated as such. So, Ruth approached quietly uncovered his feet <laughs> were they big and laid i want to like sing the subway five dollar foot long sandwich right there so <laughs> i can't but just like think of it in your head in the middle of the night this happened in the middle of the night something startled the man boaz uh. he turned and there was a woman lying at his feet mm-hmm. can i tell you just like how many times there <laughs> i have been lying at the feet of men so boaz invites her to stay for the night 
but make sure she leaves before anyone can catch them together in the morning. Oh, what a Come point. on. What a point. Come on, Boaz. We know your game. Boaz must we be know so your high. Boaz must be so high. I understand because he's like such a boy. Like, how do you say that? You're like, mm. he's just getting a little bit ahead. Let's just say. <laughs> and he's like, all right, all right, all right. He's like, you could stay. He's like, but you got to get out of here because I need at least one and a half hours sleep. So you got to get out of here because I don't want anyone knowing what's going on between us, especially since you're like my my cousin or whatever, whoever, my uncle, whoever it has died. Your ex-husband. This this gives you some shady (laughs) right now. Your mother-in-law's upstairs. Everybody relax. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's totally finessing the situation. Yeah. 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 And so after that, she's like, I got him. You know what I mean? She's like, I get it again. She's like, got him. So after that night, Boaz plans to marry Ruth. Oh, she, <laughs> she laid did, it on that she good. Did it good. Look, I imagine that all kinds of sexual encounters are hard to come by in this day and age. And for her to get gussied up and really give him the works, it wasn't like something where you're like trying to convince somebody or jump them at like that. Ruth, the patron saint of blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they call her Ruth because there's no tooth. You know what I'm saying? That's horrible horrible uh no it's not funny because this is a sacrifice that she made yeah yeah yeah. yeah it's yeah. actually kind of it's actually beautiful this is notebookish but if i was this stoned i'd be laughing at the notebook too i'm just i'm just having fun I, I'm, 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 fun approaching, I'm approaching i'm approaching like, you feel guilty this was me i'm approaching it from the from the perspective of this was me if this was me i would have given a good blowjob <laughs> and i would be getting married right now to boaz <laughs> <laughs> so good oh my god i need a glass of water okay (laughs) wait okay so let's just keep going please i don't have the strength lord help me all right so So boaz (laughs) then goes about with his plans to marry ruth including whether he is the proper next of kent so um because that's the customs that's well, yeah because she he's gonna get her house she's a widow, or whatever what, I did she's a lot, a widow but yeah right and so the right. next step to remarrying once you're widowed is are you the next of kin right is this how we could do this right right so um so when they are married naomi is included in their family oh beautiful and her honor is restored and people speak well of Naomi. Oh, they love her. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Her honor is restored. That's so nice. I feel bad that her honor was ever dishonored, but you know, when you're when you have no uh lineage left, when you have your sons are dead, mm-hmm. your husband's dead, mm-hmm. you're just it's you stuck with your daughters. I could see people talking some shit about you. Yeah. You know, I mean, people got a lot of smack to say when you're down and your chips are down. But look at Naomi, the whole family. And I got wonder brought if up. Ruth saw that. And maybe like Ruth had that empathy and said that, that was another reason to compel her to be together. Right. And have and create their chosen family. Mm-hmm. Like we see this in in the ballroom communities. We see yes. this in arc, you know, even just with us. Yes. You, know, you and I are chosen family. Exactly. You know, and so this is a story of chosen family. Even us right now with you listening to us, all of us here together. Yeah. We're like we're here together on this like common ground creating right. a family. Right. And creating a community. Uh-huh. And she was like, I'm going to do that with you. This is a great example for all queer people and mm-hmm. all people of just how to stand by your tribe, mm-hmm. band, band by the people that you love and stand by them. Yeah. And, and through all the resilience, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like she's the female Job because she's been through so much death and 
and uh, and destruction and possible famine and her family mm-hmm. pushing her away and changing yeah. faiths and mm-hmm. traveling to a new land yeah. and seducing a man and then making that work and then restoring Naomi's credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone give that woman a book deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want to love like that. Yeah, I want someone that's by, that stands by me through thick and thin. That's like I want. Like that wants to share it all. That's just such a beautiful thing. I'm. I love my family. And think about the people in your life that you're bonded to the most. Think about someone who you feel so connected to, mm-hmm. and and what you would do for them, and the ends of the earth you would go for them. And this is an example for you. This is a way to reflectively look at this text as a queer person and enjoy it. And if you're bisexual, you can. You can look at her relationships that she had with her husband and this beautiful relationship she had later on with the woman. And then you, if you are, are straight, you could look at it as a relationship between you and your mother-in-law or you and your stepmother or you and your mother. You could look at it as something between two women who are completely in love with each other as wives and treated each other like total family and did everything that they had to do under the laws of that day to remain together as wives. These stories aren't, unless they are clear, they aren't. Because they are meant for all of us. They're meant for every one of us to find ourselves in them. There's an infinite amount of narratives to fill in the stuff that we don't know about Ruth and Naomi. But one thing is clear. It is two women who are bonded in a love that is stronger than any love on this planet. Mm -hmm. And anointed by God. And once again, as confirmation out there for our family out there who are LGBTQIA+. Our confirmation for all of you out there, we're talking about descendants of Christ. Christ is a descendant of these people. The, Jesus was related to a bunch of queers. This is Jesus's queer family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to, to say that Jesus wouldn't accept a love and a bond like Ruth and Naomi's or David and Jonathan's, he's also related to David, mm-hmm. is preposterous. Yeah. Reclaim your God, retake your history back. Retake your spirituality back because this is for you as well. There's a place for you in here. And Ruth and Naomi is one of our shining, most proud examples. And so many of those fools who tell you that you don't belong. So many of those fools who tell you. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, honey. All of them. All of them. I don't know what those words mean. But but everybody, anybody that tells you no, this is your yes right here for Mm -hmm. you. This is like a moment that you could say confidently, like, wow, this is for me. Like, I do have a place here in God's world. Like, mm-hmm. and I just think that's of great importance and what a great shining queer example and, and way to look at it. There's so many perspectives. I'm excited by this story. I want to look into it more and imagine more yeah. because I think that that's what these books are meant for. I'm, like, ultimately I should be sitting on a tree by a Creek and like, you know, wondering about Jesus, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? With a dream in my hand. Amen. And it's kind of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got the creek, but you got the joint. I don't got the creek. <laughs> we did enjoy the pool. I was grateful for that. We can't, well, while we were working on this episode, we were just floating around our friend's pool and just like thinking about it and talking it so about lovely, it. so lovely. Mean, so relaxing. Like, such a nice way to reconnect. Yeah. To be in a body of water. It was salt water too, y'all. And like really, <laughs> and like really warm. Uh, thank you. This is, was this was it. That was it. That was the story of Ruth and Naomi. We did I it. loved it. We, we did, did do it. it, and we learned it. We and learned it, was, it. We know better now. Yeah, I mean, just discovering new things. If you mm-hmm. guys have any new perspectives on Ruth and Naomi, if you have any art you want to share, I know there's tons of people who have written songs and poems and 
painted art and things over earth. And I mean, if you have anything you'd like to share with us, please send it to us at pray We'd love to see it at yasjesuspod.com. Uh, we love your fan art, any kind of art or anything that you have that is inspired by any of our episodes, send it to us and we would love to post it up and share your work. Oh, that was such a nice story of Ruth and Naomi. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a great queer light in the Bible for us to look towards um, when we, when it seems a little bleak and a little dark. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a strong bond and a love. Um, a lot of churches, you know, this is the point of like, if we were to actually be having a church service that we maybe pass around the collection plate. <laughs> um, we're not doing that yet. We might in the future explore something like a Patreon or, uh, or Venmo or something where you guys could contribute. But for now, we're asking for a love offering. Mm-hmm. We would like at this point, since this is a labor of love for us, we're asking it to be a labor of love for you and to do a love offering this week. And our ask this week for a love offering is to reach out to the oldest lesbian that you know and thank them for being out and visible. Mm. Thank them for paving the way for the rest of the community because it couldn't have been easy in the past, Mm -hmm. but we appreciate them. Yeah, I, I, one that comes to my mind, it was one of my sixth grade teachers. I remember she had like this tattoo that was just like kind of hidden under her shirt mm-hmm. and it was the triangle with the rainbow. Oh. And like everyone knew she was the lesbian right. teacher, you know. So I'm thinking of her sending her good vibes. Thank um, you for setting the yes. example and being a shining light. I actually have a, a cousin who is an elder who, even though I didn't know, I had this, uh, I've spoken before, I had uncles who were gay, but I didn't realize that they were gay until later on in life. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh my God, of course, you know, mm-hmm. but I did have visible uh, cousins who were lesbians. And I just want to thank them because mm-hmm. I always appreciate them. They were always there at every play I ever did in mm-hmm. New York and always showed up to everything and always so supportive and wonderful. And worth noting that a lot of our elder lesbians today were the ones that were taking care of the gay men that were dying of AIDS mm-hmm. in That's the right. 80s and 90s. Exactly. The, our elder lesbians definitely were there during the AIDS crisis and they were there. Sometimes the only one holding their hands as they took their last breath because their family wouldn't be there for them. That's true. We've created our family with lesbians mm-hmm. forever. And um, this has just been, so if you don't know an, old, an elder lesbian, because sometimes that doesn't happen, maybe you don't know an elder lesbian, you can get to know one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an organization called SAGE mm-hmm. uh, that does advocacy and services for LGBT el- elders. Yeah. And you could visit sageusa.org and you could find a chapter near you. Um, what a great way of, as gratitude as an LGBTQIA queer youth, mm-hmm. uh, for the freedoms that you are provided now and mm-hmm. for the access and for the inclusion and all of the things that you're seeing happening in modern day. It's because of our elders. It's because of our elders. And what a great way to give back is to spend some time with your elders. If you're ever looking, if you're ever saying to yourself, hey, I want to be charitable. I feel like I have a calling in my heart from mm-hmm. God to do, to give back and do something. What should I do? What a great way to contribute is to reach out to the elders of our community. I know uh, Sage did a thing called Sage Table many years ago mm-hmm. where uh, they asked queer people to get together and have people from each generation from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and and up nice. all sit down at a meal and all discuss the current state of affairs and tell stories. And mm. I attended one where the host had put different queer books in front of everyone and we all discussed the books and we all got to take a book home if we hadn't read it yet. Cool. It was just a really lovely experience. And you can host one of those dinners as well. Just go to sageusa.org uh, to find out about that. Thanks for joining us. We're going to close in a prayer. Please close your eyes and bow your heads, especially if you're driving. No, I always wanted to say that. (laughs) No, just join us in prayer. Just listen. Okay. Dear Lord, we come to you today in 
just awe of this incredible story of Ruth and Naomi, a story of love, a story of people bonded together and something that maybe there isn't even an earthly word for a soul knit partnership beyond friendship between two people under their God bonded for life bonded throughout time bonded for the here for the whole journey, a ride or die so strong that may God smite me. If even in our death, we are separated from each other. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, we pray that people are fortunate enough to meet someone that are willing to go on that journey with them, mm-hmm. that they can find a partner that represents the qualities of Ruth and Naomi and David and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And just as their covenants are read at weddings, heterosexual to homosexual all over the world, we will say their names as same-sex offerings of love. And we praise you and we thank you for the stories of David and Jonathan and Ruth and Naomi to show us and be a shining example for us to hold ourselves up to, to mirror, to strive to be as strong and as earnest and as faithful and as loyal and as loving as the examples that you've given us in this love between two women. We thank you for this opportunity to come together here on this podcast. I thank you uh, for my brother here, Azariah. And I thank you for all the people that you have brought to listen to us, all the people who we are surprised to find out listen to us every single week. Mm -hmm. We also, Lord, want to thank you. We We got the news that a gigantic percentage of our audience listens to every single moment of this podcast Mm -hmm. from start to finish numbers that are astronomically high for a show like this just starting out huge numbers our numbers are terrific god please (laughs) help us lord and we just want to be grateful we want to be grateful to everyone here our queer family and our ally family that join us each and every week here on yash jesus and we want to uh, pray that you guide them through their week and give them strength. And thanks for letting us see God in you and you and us and me and them and us and, and all and everywhere. Letting us know that we are interdependent and all connected. And enlightening us. And that we are seeing ourselves in this book that has been used to exclude and to mm, keep us out. Yes, Lord. So thank you. For letting us see you, the divine, in each other, and now in this book. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Shanda shirabara handa bashibara Mr. Bishi. I just want to thank you all so much for joining us again here on Yash Jesus. This has been such a great episode. I loved it. And I, I, I always say that like as if I did a good job. I'm like, this was great. I was hilarious. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. But I mean, I got soul food out of it is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I hope you guys were fed too and, and really felt it. Uh, let us know what you think. Give us ideas for podcast episodes. Give us ideas of questions you want answered. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, if you think you'd be a great guest on the show, if you'd like to be a sponsor, hit us up at pray at yashjesuspod.com. 
Once again, I'm Daniel Francesi. You can find me at What's Up, Danny. And I'm Azariah Southworth. You can find me at Religious Trade, and honey. You can find us at YasJesusPod.com. Once again, thank you. This was another great <laughs> episode of <laughs> Yes, yes Jesus! Jesus!